This week, Hurricane Harvey wreaked havoc in Houston, Texas, and is set to make landfall this morning in Louisiana. The folks in these areas need help and relief efforts need money. Please consider donating any amount of money to support hurricane relief efforts. Pray and make a financial donation. This episode is going to be a mashup of sorts, a summer goals recap, an August affirmation summary, I'm going to a book festival this weekend, and I'm going to talk about what makes me tick professionally. Thanks so much for listening to the 25th episode of the View 112 podcast. Welcome to the View 112 podcast. I'm Janita Morris. As an avid reader, writer, and businesswoman, I'm passionate about literacy and self-development. Here, I think out loud and share my perspective on life, balancing a career, and building a writing business. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the V112 podcast. I am Janita Morris, and it is September 2nd. Um, whew, summer just flew by. I have so many things to share with you all today, a lot going on. Um, I was just having a thought before I recorded this, um, thinking about September. And for me, September is, um, I love September because it's back to so many things, like back to business, back to school. You know, it's kind of a bummer when summer is over um, because I love summertime, but I do kind of like the energy of September. It's kind of like every all of that's over. Summer is winding down. As soon as Labor Day is over, everybody's back to school, back to business. It's kind of like January, um, which is obviously my favorite month of the year, um, but it's kind of like January when the holidays are over and everyone's kind of back focused, back on their grind, ready to sprint, and we're on the back half of the year. And uh, there's a lot to do. So I'm motivated um, in September. I love it. Not to mention football is back in September. College football kicks off today. Um, And then, uh, you know, just uh, all the things, all the things. Fall is just a really great time of year. So I have a lot to share with you today. I'm going to do a recap of my summer goals and some lessons. I'm going to talk about August affirmations. I'm going to share with you a professional activity that I did this week at a meeting where um, I had to identify my professional values, and I'm going to share my professional values with you. And then I'm going to have a little fun today. I'll tell you about that. I'm so excited. Um, So let's get into it. First, um, summer goals. So I kicked off um, the summer back in May unofficially. Um, So these are unofficial summer goals, I guess I should say, because for me, I'm thinking of summer as from Memorial Day to Labor Day. And Labor Day is in just a couple of days on Monday. And so I set these goals for things that I wanted to accomplish in that time period. I had three Uh, summer goals. So the first goal was a summer streak for writing. I wanted to write every single day um, from Memorial Day to Labor Day. And I shared in an earlier podcast that I fell off my summer streak for writing pretty early into the summer. Um, I wrote a lot. I've probably written more than I've ever written this summer, but I did not maintain my summer streak of writing, at least creatively writing every single day. Um, My second goal was summer savings. And I had a goal to save $100 a week 
and um, put that into my business bank account that I opened at the beginning of um, May. And I wanted to save a minimum of $1,400 between now, between then and uh, Memorial Day for my business account. Um, and I did not complete that either. I did save some money. I saved about half of that, a little less than half of that. I have about 600 and some odd dollars, um, 620 some dollars when I looked at my business bank account, um, today, or I looked at it yesterday, actually. So I did not hit that goal either. And then finally, summer wellness, um, going to see a therapist and eating better and losing weight and working out and all of that. And I think, um, though I didn't, I wouldn't say I nailed that goal. Uh, I'm certainly well on my way. I'm chugging along. I'm losing, um, weight. I've been eating better. Um, and I'm focused. So I feel decent about my summer wellness. Um, and then finally I wanted to, and this wasn't a, one of my official goals, but I wanted to have like a big summer adventure and do something that was going to like something crazy that was going to like take me out of my comfort zone and you know, all of that. And, uh, I don't think I had a summer adventure for summer 2017. So, uh, I just sat here and told you all that basically, uh, my summer 2017 goals were all a bust. Basically, I did not accomplish really anything that I set out to do as it relates to my summer goals. And, um, you know, it got me really thinking about what happens when we set goals. And especially if you're someone like me who I set lofty goals all the time, really, uh, big goals, audacious goals. And, you know, I, I set a lot of stretch goals and a lot of times I hit them, but a lot of times I don't hit them. And, um, I think the same is true in business when you get those, you know, quarterly goals that are sent to you from finance or from corporate. Um, and you're like, okay, you know, the number is big or, you know, the result is going to be big and you set out these plans to execute. And then you look at the end of the quarter and realize like you haven't hit them. Um, and I know in work, and so this is what I do in life, is you reassess what went wrong. Was the goal realistic? Um, it, even if, whether it was sent to you or it was a goal that you come up with, you reassess and make adjustments. Um, I'm, I'm definitely not the type of person that kind of gets down on myself. I'm definitely, well, that's not true. I do get down on myself, but I can't dwell there. I don't stay there. Um, I just keep it moving. And so um, I think it was still a good exercise to have these goals. Um, I think if I did not set them, I would not have saved, you know, 620 some dollars. I wouldn't have that money if I didn't set out to save 1400 um, uh, If I did not focus on my health and wellness, I don't think I would be as uh, far along as I am, though I didn't hit my goal. And even though I did not write every single day and hit my writing streak, I've written more this summer, um, this year, but this summer than I have ever. So I'm I'm pleased with the progress, and that's something that I can assess and you know uh, count that as a win in some respects. 
I also want to assess where I went wrong. And I think that my biggest mistake, and this is a mistake that I always make, I just haven't learned my lesson in this yet, is that I just take on way too much. I I convince myself that somehow these goals are not too much. Like I'm not biting off more than I can chew. And inevitably it happens. Um, I'm all, it's always a big mountain that I'm trying to climb. And, uh, that, that's like my first and my biggest mistake is that I have a lot to, to learn when it comes to being realistic and, and focusing. I think, um, I am, uh, I'm not a millennial, but I know that one thing that people say about millennials is that um, they take on, like they want everything at once. And I've heard and I've read and, you know, and I've gotten a lot of advice about you can have all of these things that you want and you can do, you can do all of the things that you set out to accomplish, just not all at the same time. You have to focus one thing at a time. Um, there's a lot of things about like how multitasking isn't effective and all of those kinds of things. And like, this is an example of that is uh, I need to sometimes simplify and focus on one thing at a time and build momentum that way instead of like, I'm going to accomplish everything all at the same time, which is what I tend to do. Um, my number one priority this summer and my number one priority until it is finished is to finish school. Um, and every single year uh, since I have left school the first time, I always say that's my number one priority. And all these things come up, work and you know, starting companies and life and all these things get in the way and they drag out. But now I've really been focusing on school and I'm almost at the finish line. I will be finished this time next year. I'll be done. Um, and so knowing that that's my focus, um, I've been doing things that have made school my priority, which I'm proud of, but it also has put some of these other things by the wayside. And I have learned, back to my lesson, is that when I'm setting out to make goals, I need to make sure I'm not setting goals so lofty that they compete with me finishing school because I already know me finishing school is going to be the number one priority. So my priority this summer, if you uh, recall, or if you, for those of you who don't even know, this may be the first time you're listening to my podcast. Um, I am in school. I'm a, I'm a math, I'm sorry, math, Lord. I am a management studies major and math class has been my Achilles heel for basically my entire life. And so I made a goal. I had to take a math requirement and I decided to take it in lieu of like what I normally do, take multiple classes at once. I just took this one class by itself this semester during summer and I passed my math class. I focused on that and I dedicated my time outside of work and, you know, stuff um, to completing my math class. And so there was times that I needed to take a quiz or study for a midterm and things like that in addition to just going to work in my regular everyday life. Um, and so my writing took a back seat. I could not sit down and write 500 words, you know what I mean, when I'm trying to pass this midterm today. So uh, things like that kind of got in the way. Um, 
you know, paying for school, paying for more classes this semester. That's a, uh, where a good amount of my money also went. I don't think I budgeted appropriately. Um, and so, you know, there's some lessons learned about my, um, about my summer goals that I will take with me. But it was, again, still a good exercise. Moving on to August affirmations. So um, I shared in a previous podcast as well that I believe in the power of affirmations. And um, though I've never um, thought of them in this way, um, I definitely use mantras like when working out, running and stuff like that. Like I have little things that I say to kind of keep myself going. And so I decided to apply that same concept in the form of affirmations around things that I'm looking to explore. And my goal was to, with these affirmations, is to say them out loud three times a day and write them down every single day. And I'm happy to say, so let me share with me with you what my affirmations were. Um, the first one is, I'm worthy of all God has for me. Two, I will do what it takes to graduate in 2018. Three, I will build a lucrative writing business and advance professionally. Four, my body is a powerful temple and I will take care of it. Five, I will give and receive love beyond my wildest dreams. Um, I did write my affirmations down every day. I'm, uh, I have this journal here in front of me, and I'm just looking at all the days <laughs> um, that I wrote them down, and I wrote them down every single day, and I said them out loud every single day. I did not do it three times a day just because, I don't know, I just didn't. Um, but I did say them every day. I typically found that from a habit standpoint or workflow standpoint, I would write them down and then I would just say them after that every day. And then um, if that was either in the beginning of the day or towards the end of the day, um, but I did, they, I did say them every day. What I think it did for me, which is part of what I was hoping, was to keep me focused, especially um, the first two I'm worthy of all God has for me. I think I've shared this before is that I can also get into this place that where I self-sabotage things or psych myself out of believing that certain things are for me. Um, and uh, just saying that as a reminder helps me to stay focused on like, no, you know, keep working and, you know, you deserve certain things, right? And it's okay to want things that are nice and, you know, things that you work for and, and not be entitled, be grateful for what you have, but like know that there's still more for you to go and get. And then number two, I will do what it takes to graduate in 2018. I'm telling you all, this math class was driving me crazy, especially in the beginning because I took the test. Um, the first quiz like week one and I got a D. I got a 68 or something like that. And I was like, uh, see, I can't do this. Like this is going to, you know, whatever. And like, I just was like talking myself out of it and having that little mantra of I will do what it takes. Like I was looking into tutors. Uh, I had to study more. I had to like, you know, really focus to turn in my work and little by little, um, as the semester went on, I got better and better. My second quiz, I got a C. My third quiz, I got a B. The midterm, I got an A. Um, 
then I think I got a B on the fourth quiz and a B on the fifth quiz. And then on the final, I got um, a B. I think one more quiz I got a C. But yeah, and then on the final, I got a B and I passed the class. Um, and, but it took a lot of focus. And so saying those things to myself, like I will do what it takes to graduate. Another thing that's a big pet peeve of mine in these online classes is the participation. Like every week you got to log into this chat room and like post something. And there was a lot of times that I would be like, I don't feel like, you know, like I just got off of work or I got this. I'm trying to, you know watch Game of Thrones. Like I just turned in this quiz. I'm tired. I worked on it all day. I don't want to do this. And, um, you know, like, eh, it's only worth like one point in my grade. Like I'm not going to do it. And remembering like, I will do what it takes to graduate and like passing this class is a requirement. I can't move on in some of my other studies unless I do. And so having that little mantra kept me going. Um, and so I, uh, appreciated my August affirmations. I don't think I will keep all of them, even though I enjoy, you know, enjoyed them, if you will. I think I need to shorten some of them, refocus some of them, but I definitely like, um, those two that I shared and, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, maybe I'll do another update on August affirmation or on affirmations in general, but I do know I'm going to keep some of them. Um, but I need to focus them a little bit more. I think, um, you know, like I'll build a lucrative writing business and advance professionally. That was a good thing. Like sometimes I would have not much for writing because, um, with my summer streak, I was doing some and I'm in focused, but, uh, advancing professionally, you know, at work, I love what I do for a living and I love the company I work for. And, um, you know, there are moments and times that, you know, at work, I'm a hard worker. Um, and there's a lot of high pressure things that happen sometimes, but, uh, you know, just always that little baby reminder, like I'll advance professionally, like I'm doing the right work. And, you know, even when I pray every day, that's the one thing that I pray for is like the impact that I'm having on work. I want to have a positive impact on, you know, my team, my peers, for our customers. Um, and so having that affirmation was good. Um, but I think I need to focus it a little bit more. Like, what does it mean to advance professionally or how are you going to do that or, you know, et cetera. And how are you going to build a lucrative writing business, stuff like that. So stay tuned. Um, I'll have some other affirmations. Um, so third thing I want to share with you is earlier this week, I went to a, um, I had a, a meeting at work and we did an activity. It was a leadership meeting and um, we had a sheet of different values. It was probably like 50 or 60 on this page. And we had to narrow it down and pick the top three values that most aligned with us. And turns out, um, never doing that exercise before, that my personal values lined up very well with my professional values. Um, of all of those on the list, these are the, I wound up picking four. <laughs> um, a lot of us did, uh, actually, we got a, we got a buy and got to pick four. Um, and so the, the four that I selected were faith. Um, I think for, for me growing up and being raised in a Christian household, um, my parents definitely, you know, I went to, uh, 
um, church and grew up in the church. And uh, my parents taught me uh, from a young age about, you know, God and, and, um, and I've just learned that we can't do anything without that and all of the things that we have, everything that we do, everything that we set out to do, you should seek God first in everything that you do. And when you are successful, know that you're not successful just on your own, that everything is because of God and that you give glory to God in everything that you do. And so I've been raised like that. I still have that approach that's instilled in me. Um, I just mentioned like every day I pray when I when I say my prayers and I'm at the part of which I'm talking about my career. Um, I, I pray about my impact. Uh, it's funny too, how like that has shifted over the years as I've gotten more professionally mature. I think I used to only pray about like, let me get this deal. Let me crush this. Let me be the best and all of that. And like, of course I still want those things, but, um, I would rarely, especially as I'm a leader, pray for the impact that I have on other people. It was always like when I was really young, um, just about me and the results and things like that. And, and it's just so interesting how, you know, in the last, I don't know, several years, um, my shift had, my perspective has shifted towards um, how things are happening and the impact that they have on people and why I want certain things. And it's not for the reasons that that I used to want. Um, so, so faith was one, two is excellence. Um, so there were other values that kind of tied into this, like competitive, um, and, um, goal oriented and, um, action oriented and, um, stuff like that, paying attention to detail, um, being a part of a winning team, stuff like that. And to me, those all still rolled into excellence. If you are, if excellence is one of your values, you're going to, you know, have some of those other values rolled into it. Um, I am very competitive. I do like being number one. Um, I don't like having to be like followed up with about things. If I say like, hey, if somebody tasks me with doing something, you know, I want to be not only the person who completes it, but I want to complete it first. I want it to be thorough. I want it to be the best, you know, of everyone that has to turn this in. And so uh, I want my teams to be excellent. I want people to see my body of work and the things that I'm associated with and think of excellence. I want to shine at everything that I do. And so that's always been a big value of mine. I've been like that. I think being competitive gets you there. Um, but I think excellence is the next level of competition and you can be competitive and mediocre. Um, so I, I want to make sure I'm, I'm always at the top of my game and everything I'm associated with is that way. So excellence. Three is positivity. And I think this is a newer value. If I would have done that activity, oh, I don't know three, two, three years ago, two years ago, I wouldn't have even had positivity on there. Um, it's not that I'm a negative person. I've never been, but I, I have seen the value in remaining positive and only focusing on the positive. Um, I think that, you know, I've been through a lot of things in my life recently, 
personally and professionally over the last two years that have, you know, I think had it happened to another person or, you know, if I had allowed it, it would allow me to be negative. Things would have allowed me to be negative. I would have focused and been in a dark place. And I think by the grace of God um, that I don't have negativity and I'm able to uh, pull, you know, come out of not focusing on negative thoughts or, you know, things like that. And when, um, you know, I I think that's the value of surrounding yourself with great people, reading, you know, uh, staying busy and like always focusing, having goals and striving to do more and to be better keeps you positive. And you realize that there's no room for negativity. Um, I've said this time and time again, um, uh, I have this thing about light. I want to be a light and you can't um, be a light when you're focused on things that are negative and people and have negative energy surrounding you and, and people who are focused on negative thoughts. You can't be a light when that happens. And, uh, you know, I've been in different personal and professional relationships too, where there comes a point you can come to kind of a crossroads in which like you, you, this is the dark here I am. I'm trying to be a light. Right. And like, I can, I can shine brighter and try to, um, I don't know, like eclipse, I guess the darkness with my light. But at some point too, I have to make a a point of like, I need to just stay over here in the light. I can't, I, and hopefully like you'll start to want to come over into the light, but I can't go into the darkness. And, um, I think that that's true of, you know, many things like not reading your, you know, meeting your goals or when disappointment hits you and you don't, you know, uh, get what you set out to do, or you, we lose things or we experience grief and, you know, all of these things, different losses and failures that come in life to still remain positive and find an out and find a way to, to see the the bright picture, learn the lesson, fail quickly. I think all of those things are wrapped up into positivity. And then fourth, my professional value that I selected was thoroughness. <laughs> and it's funny when I said it, at the room, the group, everybody started laughing. Um, and, uh, and they were like, duh, like, of course, thoroughness. I do believe in that. I am like the follow-up queen professionally. Um, uh, I don't, sometimes I shy away from this, um, because sometimes you don't want to get bogged down with this. Like, I don't like being known as like the accountability police. Um, but at the same time, because again, one of my values is excellence. When, when we set out to do something, or if my name is associated with something, I want it to be the bomb. Basically, I want it to be great. And in order for that to happen, you have to be thorough. I don't like people. And I'm not saying that I'm without fault or mistake because I do. I make mistakes all the time. Um, But I bust my butt to make sure I can control everything and make sure that things are thorough. Um, I try my best to dot every I and cross every T and do not just meet your expectations, but exceed them. And even when I fall short of that, I learn different lessons from that. But I hold my team to a very high standard. I hold myself to a very high standard. And I don't, like I said, I don't like when people have to follow up with me. And I That is my number one like business. Well, my number one business fear is actually 
getting to a point, like you see those people and like the business passes them by and they don't even know it. They think they're still popping and they're like the last person to know. That's really my biggest fear in business. I don't think I'll ever be that person. But my second biggest fear in business and the thing that I dislike the most is when someone has to come after me about something. Like you asked me to do this and you have to come and be like, where are we with the so-and-so? Like, and most people who, you know, I've ever worked for will tell you, you never have to come for me and ask me, where are we with the so-and-so? Like, where, where are we with this? Or we're missing that. Like I take a lot of pride in making sure that I handle my business. Um, like I said, I really want to be the first person to turn it in and I want it to be the best. I don't want people following up with me. I hate that. That gives me anxiety. Um, pending things. I just had a, uh, one of my, one of my bosses at work, uh, he kind of irritated me, but (laughs) he, he mentioned this. He was like, you have a problem with pending things. And I was like, I do. He kind of told me I needed to get over it, but I, no. Um, So thoroughness, back to these values. So those are the four values that I aligned with and I thought, you know, I would share them um, with you. Faith, excellence, positivity, thoroughness. And I wrote them down and I think I'm going to, um, I'm just kind of looking around in my little home work nook that I have set up and I think I'm going to post them somewhere. Um, or in some form or fashion, because I like them and I do feel like they speak to who I am um, as a leader and who I am as a professional. Finally, um, I am off as soon as I um, post this podcast, um, headed to a book festival today, and I'm so excited. It's the Library of Congress Book Festival, and it's here in Washington, D.C. at the um, Convention Center. And there are a list of authors. Let me go to the site while I'm pulling it up here. And some of the um, some of the authors are of books that I've read. Um, so one of them is Thomas Friedman's. Thank. Uh, he's the author of Thank You for Being Late. The World is Flat. Um, Roxanne Gay. She's gonna be there, and the book of hers that I read was um, Bad Feminist. Um, but she has a new book out now, so I think I might uh, go see her speak and and check out her new book. But I've never been to a book festival before, so I'm really excited of just like what to see, what to do, meeting authors, going as a writer, um, you know, especially and just trying to like you know see about that. I'm um, I want to write a book, and so I'm like. What do, what do authors do when they go to book festivals and like, you know, just what is it all about? And are people who are self-published there? Are there publishers there? Maybe there's networking in it. Or maybe I'm just going as a fan of, you know, books and being an avid reader. Um, but I'm really excited um, to go hang out at the National Book Festival the Library of Congress National Book Festival. They have an app, so I downloaded that. I have the schedule of events. They have different sponsors. Maybe I'll get some, like, book swag. Um, I don't know. I'm going by myself. I tried, like, to get, like, a 1,000 people to go. <laughs> like, my sister, my nephews, my best friend, my goddaughter, some other people. Everybody's busy. It's a nasty, rainy day um, here in, in the DC area. So what better place to go than hang out with a whole bunch of books and writers and, um, you know, just soak in literature and, and, uh, have a good day. So I'm going to write a post. I'm already like going to have 
some of my stuff with me. Um, I think I'm going to Uber down there because parking in D.C., for those of you not familiar, is like a nightmare. Um, and it's expensive if you can't if you can't find it. And it'll be cheaper for me to just Uber. Uber will probably be less than 10 bucks. I live in um, Arlington, Virginia. Um right near right near DCA airport and so I'll be in DC in like 10 minutes and it'll be you know a cheap uber and I'm gonna hang out I think I'm gonna take my little tripod and um in case I set up or I might just be that person that's like can you take my picture can you take my picture I don't know I'm gonna figure it out but uh that's what I got going on um I'll like I said I'm gonna do a post about that and then um I'm still in school. I just registered. I'm taking, um, I'm going to be taking a total of five classes this semester. Ooh, I know y'all, but hey, I will do what it takes to graduate in 2018. The great thing about this, um, the, these semesters is that they're staggered. The online sessions are staggered. So I'm taking two of five classes right now. I'm in week two of this uh, semester. I'm taking one, a math class and a, and a um, biology class. And that's so funny. Uh, I was just sharing this uh, the other day as well, is that it's crazy how of the two classes, the biology class is the one that's the more difficult one, where in the past it would have been the math one. But because I had to take this math requirement in the summer, um, I feel more prepared and more equipped and more positive about the math class that I'm taking right now. So anyways, math and biology, I got that going on. Um, in October, I'm going to be uh, taking on um, econ. And then in um, and then in November and December, I'm going to be taking my final math class and I think a business course. I got to go and look at the catalog. But that's what I got going on. Um, until next time, thanks so much for listening and uh, have a great week, everybody. Bye.